Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey listeners, I'd like to start this week's episode with a big thank you and a shout out to Grace and Val who joined the crew over there on Patreon and are supporting the show. Grace and Val are out there sailing and listening to the show, so a big thank you for joining the Patreon champion team. And now, on with the show. Here's what's coming up next on the Liverpool Sailing Podcast. It really is. It's amazing how, how far you can spread that money that you would otherwise be going to these things that you just really don't care about, you know, but to be instead have that money go towards just having an amazing life and amazing adventures is like, oh, it's just so much more fulfilling, you know, <laughs> such a such a better way to spend, you know, to spend the money that you work so hard to, to earn. You know? Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Annika. On the Liverboard Sailing Podcast, I chat with awesome people who live, work, and travel on their sailboats. My guests share inspiring stories and real-life advice about the lifestyle so that you and I can be better prepared for our sailing adventures. This episode is quite a tale of how to lead an adventurous life. We are talking a four-year circumnavigation on a catamaran, a van life from Alaska to Argentina and Europe, exploring Mexico on a monohull, and enjoying the Caribbean on a trawler. We talk about all this and also what has made this possible, which just happens to be expertise in stock trading. My guest is Patrick Schultz, who has been writing the Bumfuzzle blog for a better part of 20 years, and he also teaches trading to anyone who's interested on the Wanderer financial platform. I was curious about stock trading and how that actually works when you live on a sailboat. So we start this episode by talking about this on a very basic level, mind you. And then we dive into the awesome adventures Pat and his family have done and continue to do. Now, here we go with Pat. 
along with the cruising life, inevitably comes financial planning. And even those people who weren't that into managing their finances before will definitely start to look at money differently, especially where it comes from. And I know you, Patrick, have a pretty interesting take on uh, on making money, and you're keen to share that knowledge with others. So let's dive into the world of stock trading for a moment, uh, because that is essentially how you funded your cruising and traveling lifestyle for quite some time. And I do want to talk about all the adventures you've had too, but let's get started with the stock trading. And purely, purely for my benefit, we are starting from the very beginning. So what is your background or, or history with stock trading? So yeah, I started out right from the get-go. Like I was uh, like 16 years old when I decided I wanted to be a trader. Like I saw saw the guys on the nightly news um, with the you know the the market recap for the day, and I saw them you know screaming and yelling, and it looked exciting, and it looks like wow, that's a fun way to make money. So. Um, you know, I was always good at math and uh, that sort of thing. So I, that's what I focused on and went to college, got the economics and finance degrees. And then um, after college, I just started out like I got my foot in the door with just this really basic um, called a pit reporter job at the Minneapolis Grain Exchange uh, where they trade wheat commodities. And I just kind of worked my way up. I found some good mentors and then, um, you know, started trading on my own, sold my car to put my first $5,000 into a trading account and just, you know, let's see how it goes. And uh, and I did well. And, you know, I just had, uh, like I said, I had good people around me um, that were just willing to teach me the ins and outs. And yeah, so I, I, current business, I'm, I'm really trying to be that person for as many people as I can as well, trying to be that mentor and that teacher. Um, yeah, so I started out in Minneapolis and then I, I ended up, uh, that went pretty well. So I decided to go to the more of the big leagues, which was in uh, Chicago. That's where they trade the mainly trade commodities. Um, and I traded soybean options there and a little bit of corn and wheat and all these different things and gold. And, and, uh, yeah, that went well. And then that's when my wife and I just decided we were going to take off and have an adventure for a while. And so Eventually, my trading morphed into online trading and and trading stocks, and so that's what I do now. And yeah, like I said, I just uh, try to try to teach as many other people um, how to do it, uh, so that they can feel comfortable with their finances once they get out cruising. Yeah, that is definitely a really interesting backstory. And look, let's let's stick to the very basics. And you mentioned you are a bit of a teacher, so so let's get started from the beginning. So I've heard, uh, well, I mean, in all transparency, I Googled this, and this is what Google told me, that stock trading is a form of investing that focuses on short-term profits. Is this accurate, or how would you describe stock trading in like very basic terms? Well, I would say, uh, you know, we focus our attention on kind of what's happening in the short term, uh, but our ultimate outlook is more long-term. Um, everybody probably knows that in the long term, stocks are a good investment. If you buy stocks and hold them for 10, 20 years, you're going you're gonna to make money. Like Historically, that's always happened. So if we can focus our short-term energy into making like good trading and investment decisions, then we can, uh, that, that'll help us maximize our, our long-term returns. Yeah, exactly. So a little bit of both, uh, maybe somewhat different from traditional investing where you just leave your money to gather interest uh, on some account for 20 years. So slightly more active take on that. but. You know, if somebody wants to get started with stock trading, just wants to learn a little bit more, you know, maybe it's not like you were 16 and then looking into the evening news every day and, and doesn't have that sort of base level knowledge. So 
what what are some key things to know and and as you're getting started? Yeah, I think you know the first thing to know is that it's just not, it's not that difficult to learn. Um, it, anyone can learn to trade and can make you know smart investments just by kind of just by like looking around at their day to day lives. You know what what kind of car do you drive? And do you like it? Is, you know, what, do you think that would be a good company to buy? What kind of computer do you use? You know, where do you like to eat? Like those are like the companies that anybody could begin with and begin their investing with. And over time, you'll learn more and you broaden your search. But for the basics of getting invested, that's a great start. And then, uh, you know, I would also just think I always like to tell people that trading is a statistical game. You know, you'll have both wins and, and losses. And the key is just to keep those losses small. New traders tend to freeze up when it comes to taking loss, uh, which makes it harder to create the long term gains that they need. People tend to you know, they, they buy something and it goes down and, and instead of kind of recognizing the signs that, boy, this might not have been a good good trade, maybe I should take this small loss. What they do is they just hold it, you know, they just hold on to it and they just keep going down and down and down. And eventually that's, you know, that big loss is just hard to make up. And then, uh, you know, I think the other thing, especially true, is that, you know, the stock market's not like a get rich quick scheme. You know, nobody's going to turn a thousand dollars into a million dollars. You know, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> you know, you might. The idea is just to make steady growth and, and compound those returns. And you know, the people that have followed my travels and like joined me at Wander Financial and my business are are generally people who want to take a modest amount of money and, and just grow it to a point that it can earn them an, an income. You know, suitable to a a simpler lifestyle, traveling lifestyle, and you know, not the people that who, who want to own a Ferrari and a mansion. Um, you know. So that's kind of what we focus on. Once you do get started, I mean, obviously, you know, there's you know, kind of need to have money to make money a little bit. So, you know, we're talking more than a hundred dollars of investing or a thousand dollars. So, what kind of amounts would you recommend people to be looking at if they have, you know, a fair bit of uh, extra income or, or savings that they would invest and, and get started with? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely, you want it. You want to get started as soon as possible, obviously. I mean, you want your money to be working for you, you know. So, um, you know, for simply getting invested, you know, any amount is a good place to start. If you have an extra thousand dollars sitting in your checking account, you know, earning nothing, you need to get that money to work, you know. So put it in a brokerage account and buy some stock, you know, and just get it working, get it doing something. And for more active trading, though, uh, for, for people like people that are looking to actually earn some sort of income, um, off of their money, then I think we kind of say like $20,000 is a good place to kind of get started. So, you know, initially you just want to kind of build up this little nest egg. Uh, you want to get get extra money, you know, if it's $100 a, a week or a month or whatever, you know, you just get that in there, get it into the stock market, start let it start growing. And then, you know, at some point you can take a little more active role in that. But I think, you know, we, we tend to say like $20,000 is, is a good level to kind of start being more more aggressive and active with with your money. Yeah, well, you mentioned something interesting there. So with stock trading, I'm picturing it being literal trading as a very active, you know, requires action kind of thing. Is there a different aspect that is more passive where you just buy it one time and leave it and see what happens, you know, five years from now or, or whatever? Or is that something else entirely? Yeah, absolutely. There's all sorts of different approaches you know there's basically try to think of it in terms of trading versus investing and um, 
when you want, when you're just getting started, you just want to invest it. You want to get it in there, get that money piled in. Now it's invested. It's it's earning. You know, it's going to earn some money in the long term, regardless. But at the same time, there's always going to be these opportunities that that are in the market, and those are going to be the more active trading type things. So, an example might be right now there was Chinese listed companies were were really being hit hard um, in the stock market, and it was because of different things. But basically, the valuations of those stocks got to be really, really, really low, and so there was still risk, obviously. But they're also at a point where you know those are stocks that you might want to look at for like short term trades because. Just because of the level they're at right now, they might be moving up quickly in the short term, you know. So there's like these short term opportunities. And then there's just the basic long term opportunity of just being in the general market, you know, and being in in kind of all stocks or, uh, or you know, a group of stocks. Yeah, exactly. So, well, that's good to know because there's certainly, you know, more to it than what I picture, you know, seeing on TV where it's just, you know, buy and sell and all this yelling in a, in a, in a market room somewhere. Uh, you know, the classic TV shot from, I don't know, Billions or, or some other TV show. <laughs> it's not quite quite that hectic, maybe. No, no, it's not nearly <laughs> as crazy as that these days. And that's good. Well, so you run a website and a business, Wonder Financial, that I mentioned briefly before. So can you tell me a little bit more about this? So what is the service? that you offer and how do you share your knowledge uh, with others? Yeah. So, so at Wander Financial, we, we teach people how to invest so they can become financially independent and, and live freely. You know, that's our goal. We've got, you know, on the website, we've got hundreds of blog posts explaining trading and in the most straightforward way we can, you know, I use terminology and examples that, you know, people can actually understand. We don't want this to be hard. You know, we, we send out live trade alerts. When we make a trade for one of our, our three model por- portfolios, the alert goes out immediately and others can, you know, decide then what, whether they want to uh, join that trade and make that trade themselves. And we teach them all about how to make actually, you know, go through that process of making the trade. Um, then we, we send out a weekly newsletter that recaps the markets and our, our outlook for world markets and, and kind of what we, we think is going to happen. I really think the thing that sets us apart uh, the most is our, is our daily live chat group. Each morning, our subscribers can gather in the chat room. The morning usually starts with the, like people sharing pictures of where they are in the world. As the name suggests, it's Wander Financial. We've got people just all over the place. We've got people on boats. We've got people living in, uh, uh, you know, Bali. We've got people all over the world, and we get these this great conversation going. It's really fun. You know, the people that are still kind of striving for that that lifestyle are. It's easy for them to get excited about it when they see all these others doing it, and it's fun for just everybody to talk about and share this these uh, their office, you know, which is really from these amazing places. So we kind of start out with that. And then we take a look at, you know, what the markets were doing overnight. And and then once the market opens up, we can, uh, we all just kind of sit around and discuss different ideas and opportunities. I don't know, I think it's the best resource for learning because everyone feels free to ask questions and they get immediate feedback from us, you know, they get, and like I said, I, I'd like to be that mentor. So I, this is this is the thing that I'm an expert at in my life. You know, I've chosen this as the one thing that I'm really focused on and I've, I've become very good at it. And, and so it's something that I can share and teach. And so it, it's kind of unique in that way that these people, you know, people from all over can just come together. They can ask any question from basic to, to experienced and, and, and get a you know straight answer from me about it and learn, learn from that. 
So it's really a kind, welcoming group of like-minded people, people who are focused on living that adventurous, exciting, less consumer-driven lifestyle, which is what I've lived for 20 years now. And most of the people that have followed me, they followed my, my blog, bumpuzzle.com. That's my travel blog that I, you know, it's been going on for, like I said, 20 years. And, you know, people just gotten to know me and know that this is my life and this is actually being lived and this is actually how I funded it, you know? So, so it's, that's kind of how, how we work. Yeah, exactly. And it, I can see the value in it. Obviously, you know, you have that background and real life experience, you're kind of teaching others and you've proven that the concept work, you, you've done it. But also it sounds like it's kind of, uh, you know, a good mix of education and knowledge sharing and mentoring. There's a community there, as well as obviously then all the, uh, shall we call it tactical knowledge of actually doing all that trading without you needing a degree in economics necessarily. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As long as you have access to somebody who's got that, this, then it's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you mentioned, you know, traveling lifestyle, and that's what you have. And then a lot of the people that you work with also lead that kind of life. But how does stock trading align with the cruising lifestyle? Because to me, it almost seems like cruising and stock trading are almost polar opposites. One is very slow paced and relaxed and very chill. The other is what I still picture a little more hectic and time sensitive. So, and probably neither works on schedule very well. So how do you make these things work together? Yeah. So like, you're right. I mean, the night, but the nice thing about trading is that it doesn't have to be hectic. You know, once you've learned how to do it and you've learned the mechanics of it, it can kind of be like what you choose to make it, you know, for longer term trades, like for for instance, like we send out a trade alert. It tells you the price that we bought at and it tells us, it also gives you uh, the target price that we're hoping to achieve. And it, and it tells you a stop price. A stop price is what if the if the price were to go down against us, once it hit that level, the your order would effectively automatically make the trade for you and and get you out of that trade. Uh, we close that trade. So by doing that, it kind of leaves you free to not be staring at the computer all the time. <laughs> you know, you've made the trade. It's based on whatever principle was behind this particular trade. Um, and so it's either going to go up or it's going to go down. If it goes down, it's going to stop you out. If it goes up, it'll it'll hit your target price. And that's kind of just how you leave it. And with us, we'll also send up trade updates and stuff. So, I mean, if you can check the Internet every day, every couple of days, then it's really that's all you really need. It's not it's not like, OK, I have to be plugged in and staring at a, a computer screen, you know, all day long um, to manage this. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of what I was looking for as well, because that's almost what I picture like somebody looking at this screen, like, oh no, now I have to act right now. So, okay, that's good to know that it's not quite that hectic. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, we, we do have lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, we, there's different, you know, there's different ways you can trade. I mean, so there's that. And that's, that's good for when you're, you're kind of traveling and you want to be not plugged in so much. But then, you know, some people want to take it, you know, to the next level too and be more aggressive. And, and we also we also do that, but that's through like our, our base camp group. That's our live chat each day. You know, we talk about options trading in there, which is generally will be one or two day trades. And they are, like you said, more time sensitive and more uh, and price sensitive. You know, so you need to be kind of watching those ones pretty actively. Um, so, you know, 
those are good for like, you know, oh, I'm going to be uh, at the dock here for a few days and I'm going to have good internet and I, I don't have any big plans, you know, so I'm going to plug in and pay attention a little bit and, and work on those. Um, but otherwise, yeah, you can kind of, you can kind of have both ends of it, you know, really, really dialed in and, and also kind of checked out. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I ordered uh, through your website or subscribed to the newsletter and got that one update that you share. And my gosh, was that ever detailed uh, yeah. update. So definitely, <laughs> you know, can teach you even with that sort of just reading through on what's going on, just gives so much better idea to somebody like me. <laughs> Great. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing, right? You want to, you're basically you're paying somebody, um, you know, the price of a coffee each day to do, you know, the sort of research and stuff that would take you dozens of hours, you know, like (laughs) for years. Yeah, exactly. In that regard, we think that, you know, we offer a really good uh, value, you know, I mean, if if it's something that you want to, you would like to take more uh, control of, you know, your finances and, uh, you know, sometimes it it pays to have professionals doing doing the heavy lifting, right? Yeah, absolutely. As it tends to be with most things, you know, if you can rely on a professional, try to do it, whether it's, you know, boat work or trading or whatever. (laughs) So you mentioned your website, bumfuzzle.com. And I want to move on to talk about all the amazing adventures that you also had. And uh, I saw this line on your website. And it was something like, Oh, and, uh, you know, we decided on a whim to sail around the world and we'd never been in a sailboat before. And, you know, within a few months, we were on our way. So let's talk about this because you seem to me like someone who would, you know, meticulously plan and strategize about something like this, something as big as this. And yet it kind of sounds like there wasn't a whole ton of planning involved. So how did you go about this? Just, you know, bought a boat and uh, that's it. Off you went. (laughs) pretty much it i I'm, I'm not much of a planner to be honest i i am i think my trading life kind of spills over into my normal life and my trading life revolves around weighing risk and reward and for me when i when it came to the idea of sailing around the world like the risk to me is very small like the idea that you're going to sink and you know die <laughs> that that risk is truly very very small like not that does not happen to most people most people go off they buy a boat they have nice sailing adventures you know sometimes it's going to be less comfortable than others but for the most part there's not a ton of risk they aren't going to die so that said the rewards <laughs> you know are amazing so um, there you know there's so many good things to the lifestyle uh, that is just far always for me any any risks that were involved, um, financial or otherwise, you know. So it was uh, it was a choice that was easy for us to make and to act on very very quickly. <laughs> That's amazing. And where did you learn to sail then? Uh, in, in what region? Well, so we decided we were living in Chicago. We'd never been on a boat before. Um, we decided, oh, we're going to go sail around the world. And so then it was like, okay, how do we do that? So we signed up for Sailing 101 on Lake Michigan. And like literally, you know, we got on this little J24. And within like an hour, I was like, oh, so that's how it works. Like, you know, the guy lifted the sail and I realized, oh, it's just kind of like an airplane wing. You know, it's prior to that, I really thought, oh, it's like a parachute. Like you've got to get the air, the, you know, the wind to blow into it and that'll push you somewhere. But then I kind of realized, oh, it's not like that. <laughs> I like immediately like turned to my wife and I was like, oh, we can do this. This is easy. <laughs> you know, so 
we finished like the eight hours on that boat and then we were just like okay that's enough of that uh, we're not really getting much i don't know we're not learning a lot on this little tiny boat we're gonna just go buy a boat and figure it out ourselves and so yeah we did that we flew down to florida and we didn't know anything we we bought we we looked at maybe i don't know 10 boats in one day uh, we had an idea of what we wanted, basically a 35-foot catamaran. And so when we saw the one that we liked, we just said, okay, we'll take that one. And we bought it that day and like literally like flew back to Chicago that night because it was so hot. It was like 4th of July in Florida. It was just miserable. <laughs> and so we were like, let's get back to Chicago. It's nice to have it there. And then, uh, yeah, so we bought the boat. And then it really was just a matter of going for it you know we we were in uh, Fort Lauderdale uh, we thought okay well we'll move aboard and then we'll take some day sails and we'll get the feel of it you know and then I remember like the very first time we're like backing out of the slip and we're banging against, against the you know against the posts and we're just like oh geez this is horrible you know and we're like we got to get out out of the way here and get out to sea you know where we don't have things we can bang into <laughs> and so I think we only went out literally sailing one day while we were in florida before we just finished packing the boat up getting what we thought we needed and taking off we just backed out and like left and just raised the sail and took off and we went to the bahamas and the bahamas are just like an amazing place to learn to sail i mean it's you know it's nice sandy bottom um you know there's a whatever a million islands to just kind of hide behind whenever weather turns you can always find a place to sneak into and hide from the weather and it's just i don't know it's just such an easy laid back short sails everywhere you know it's such a great place and the water's beautiful and it's just like this is the life you know it's it's a pretty great place so we spent about three months there before we actually took off took off and went across oceans and and did that yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. The Bahamas sound and look like an amazing playground to get started for sure. And, you know, as loosely planned ish as your idea was, you did keep very detailed records of your financials, which you shared on the website. So I, I can link to those if anyone's interested. But it's really interesting to see. Obviously, that was a few years ago now, but still to see. I, I just find it very useful to always compare to you know, the spending and how much things cost for a different type of people because obviously a lot of people share these so it's always good to have that kind of information out there yeah yeah when we first started out there was like there was there it was it was kind of prior to blogs and all this i mean we started in 2003 so it was there wasn't a lot of blogs there was there was like just no information out there like you know so coming coming up with a like a budget was nearly impossible back then you know we i, I remember we, we specifically hit on 1750 dollars a month is what we thought it would cost and in the end we ended up spending i think 3300 is what it was i'd have to look back at that page but 3300 a month but again that was also because at the time when we were sailing around the world we our plan all along was just oh we're gonna go have this amazing adventure do everything you know, like literally have every adventure we can along the way. And then we'll come back to work and, you know, go back to Chicago and back to normal life and, and just rebuild again. And so that was like 3300 was like spending just about as much money as you wanted to, you know, doing everything you wanted to. So obviously it could be done much cheaper than that, even more expensive, I'm sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was just, you know, and it was good for us to kind of keep track. You always 
it's good for everybody to track their expenses. I think. I mean, if you don't know where your money's going, how are you going to save any? You know, it's like you have to know what you're wasting your money on before you can go. Oh, that was uh, a bad idea. I don't need to spend that much on this or that. Yeah, you can quickly quickly pad your cruising kitty by just uh, you know taking taking um, copious notes and just kind of keeping track of what what you're what you're up to. Yeah, that's a really good tip, and that's kind of how I started、uh, quite some time ago when I first got more interested in sort of managing and planning my finances and sort of the lifestyle change. Like, where am I actually spending money? And yeah, you know, there's some surprises there when just when you start looking at it, like, really, yeah, I spend that much on coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. Like this month, I spent that much. Like, I worked how many hours to pay for coffee? You know, I mean, it's like you start adding those things up, and the the decisions then become quite simple to make. You know, like. Oh, that needs to be stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do、exactly. better than that. Yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/achieve today. But you know, you mentioned you spend a little over three thousand dollars a month while sailing around the world. It's actually not that bad, considering that you know I've been looking at into the rental market now,、uh, potentially in British Columbia, and it's just gone off the rails there. So if someone's looking for a two or three bedroom condo to rent, that is three thousand dollars. Well, Canadian, but but still. So you know when you contrast those two things, it's like wow, you could have a lot more than just an empty apartment for that money. So I know, you know, makes you think. It, it really does, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it's amazing to me to think like the rewards that we get out of this lifestyle for so you know for so little money, you know, versus. Like you said, spending that money on gas to commute,、um, you know, car insurance or a house—you know—I mean, it's just—it really is. It's amazing how how far you can spread that money that you would otherwise be going to these things that you just really don't care about, you know. But to be instead have that money go towards just having an amazing life and amazing adventures is like, oh, it's just so much more. Fulfilling, you know, such a such a better way to spend, you know, to spend the money that you work so hard to to earn, you know. So, how long was this、uh, circumnavigation of yours? Just about four years. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's a good、yeah. pace. Yeah, I thought so. I mean, it it was interesting along the way. You'd meet people who were like, "What? It's you're going too fast," you know. But then you'd also meet the people who are. They were going to go around in you know a year and a half, and they were just like they were all about the sailing, and they just wanted to hit the oceans and, and make the miles, and that's cool too. I, to me, I don't care what anybody does, you know. But、um, for us, it was perfect. You know, we followed the seasons. 
we thought we, you know, we spent six months in New Zealand and six months in Australia and, uh, you know, all this time in, in, in Bali and, you know, just whatever. I mean, it was, it was great. All these places that we got to see and all these things that we got to do. And, and it was on our pace and, and it was also following the seasons, you know, so we just, we never had any real bad weather. And, you know, that's just, that's the kind of thing you can expect if you, if you go out there and, and sail around the world and take your time at it and do it at your own pace. And it's pretty, pretty great. Yeah, no, for sure. And while you were in all of these beautiful exotic locations, were you just doing, still doing trading uh, as you went along or did you take a break from all that? Yeah. So during that, that circumnavigation, I, I really wasn't trading at all. I, you know, we had our money invested but I wasn't actively trading at all. Like I said, we, at that time, we just really had planned to just go back to Chicago and back to work. And so uh, we weren't particularly concerned uh, about finances at that time. You know, we had enough to, to, to make this adventure happen. And yeah, so we were fine just doing that, letting, letting investments, you know, grow and, and doing whatever we need to do. But um yeah, but about uh, we were about halfway around the world. We were in Italy specifically when we thought we just kind of looked at each other one day and said we can never go back to normal life. Like this is too wonderful. Like what a great life, you know. And so you know, then at that point it was like okay, so we gotta start thinking, you know, how are we gonna earn money long term? And by that time, I had been that trader in Chicago. That you know, the guys that are screaming and yelling and standing shoulder to shoulder and in the, the crazy hectic life. That's what I had done. And, um, but by, by this time, just a couple of years in, um, most, most of that had disappeared, um, and had gone to electronic trading and gosh, it feels so ancient now that it's like, Oh wow. Trading on the computer. That's new. But you know, 20 years ago it was, I mean, it was a, a big deal. It was a big change, but yeah, I was able to, eventually um after after the sailing was done that's when i started kind of getting back into trading and trading stocks and trading options and you know just kind of doing it on my own pace and you know like i said just whenever we were sitting around the place for a while i'd plug in and pay more attention but yeah yeah exactly well that's so interesting to hear and actually another interesting point that i found in your, in your overall story is that after you completed your circumnavigation on your catamaran, you later went back to a monohull. And I don't hear a lot of people do that. I think I've talked to exactly one person so far who's done this. So <laughs> what were uh, your reasons to go into monohull? Because usually it seems to be very much the other way. Yeah, yeah. Well, so right after the sail around the world is when we, we took off and we lived in a, in a restored 58 VW bus for like two years. We drove from Alaska to Argentina and then all over Europe. Once we were expecting our first child, uh, we sold the bus in England and we headed off to Mexico to have the baby. And when we started thinking about, you know, how we wanted to raise her, we, you know, we kept coming back to boat life. Boat life is just so great for kids and it's just so nice. I don't know, it's just such a nice way to live, you know, you're, you're, you're outdoors all the time and uh, it's just great. So the monohull decision kind of grew out of, uh, out of us both saying that we wanted to kind of continue to live this sort of, you know, hippie-ish life that we'd been living, you know, I mean, we were living literally out of a VW bus <laughs> we didn't, and we were totally happy doing that. It was just fun. We were somewhere new all the time, having these great adventures. So when we decided to go to a boat, then, you know, then I think it, it kind of became 
again, I use the word hippie-ish, but, you know, we're far from being hippies, but we do live a more simple, just kind of basic life, I think. And so financially, you just get so much more boat for out of a monohull, you know, for the price. So we bought a 43-foot spindrift pilot house uh, for just $40,000. You know, it's like a big, heavy blue water boat, you know, and it's and you get that for 40000 Whereas, you know, if we were, were looking to buy another catamaran, we would have been looking at probably five times that amount, you know, to get anything, you know, remotely close to what we would have wanted. So, you know, the exterior of the boat needed a little love, but the interior of that boat was just gorgeous. You know, it was all solid teak, uh, carvings on the doors and cabinets, like a, a spiral staircase, you know. <laughs> two big bedrooms and it was just this huge living space that was like great for a family, you know, a growing family. So yeah, like I said, I mean, it's just what it costs a catamaran. We, we'd love the catamarans. I mean, don't, don't get us wrong, but you know, from a financial standpoint, it just didn't make any sense. So um, by saving that money, the, you know, the difference uh, we were able to, you know, leave that money invested, trade, trade a little bit along the way, but then instead Instead of focusing so much on money, then we were able to just focus on our on what turned out to be two children soon, you know, focus on their upbringing instead while they were really young and, and not worry about paying for a, a fancy catamaran and just and living, you know, more of a simple life. And we we did so and we cruised and lived in, in Mexico for, for a number of years, um, just raising our kids that way. Yeah, so that was on the Pacific side of Mexico. How did you find that area, Sea of Cortez, and all the beautiful things that that come along with on that side of the coast? <laughs> I mean, we had passed through Mexico a couple of times in our VW bus days, um, so you know we were familiar with it, and we and we really enjoyed it. And so, actually, when pregnant with our with our daughter uh, the first time, we we flew back from England after selling the VW bus, and we have a, a 1965 Porsche that has been in our family my entire life. It's actually the car I, I came home from the hospital in. Like, so it's, it's, you know, family heirloom, literally me and Allie, we just jumped in the car. She's like seven months pregnant and we just drove to Mexico and we we're like, ah, you know, they have babies down there. So we'll just stop somewhere that we like and, and have a baby. And, you know, we didn't have health insurance in the States. So like the idea of having a baby in the States was just, that's not going to happen because we are not going to, we're not going to spend that kind of money on, on, just birthing a child where, you know, we can easily just go do the same thing. But at the same time, we can live on a beach in Mexico and, you know, and uh, started off like that. So, yeah, when she was born, we were just down there driving around and, uh, yeah, fell in love again with the um, Pacific coast of Mexico. And, yeah, we ended up spending many years in Mexico um, traveling both by uh, both on our boat all over Baja, all over Pacific coast, and then and then also traveling all over Mexico um, in our motorhomes as well in a couple years later. So, yeah, I don't know. That's that's how Mexico came to be. You mentioned briefly, kind of brushed over it. Oh, yeah, we drove from Alaska to Argentina and then off to Europe. So <laughs> that that's uh, you know quite the drive on on a bus or in a, like a you know vintage motorhome, shall we call it, <laughs> or a conversion bus? I don't know what what was your vehicle for that trip. Well, the VW is like your classic little little hippie van, you know. It's just uh, the 1958, just this little van, you know. Uh, we call it a bus, but it's it, it it's nothing more than a van, kind of you've always seen. Yeah, and we just 
I don't know, man, we just had great adventures just driving all over the place. And, and, uh, yeah, we got to Argentina and we, uh, decided to go to Europe. So we put it on a, on a cargo ship and, uh, and we actually got to go on the cargo ship as well. It was like us and I don't know, four other passengers, I think, and, you know, go on a cargo ship adventure and, that's actually, we were on the cargo ship when we took the, our the pregnancy test. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, we were like in Brazil, stop in Brazil on the cargo ship. We, we picked up a, a, you know, a home testing kit and went back to the ship. And then somewhere in the Atlantic, you know, we, oh, yeah, definitely having a baby. So, yeah, <laughs> by the time we got to Europe, you know, we're three months pregnant and off to drive all over in yeah, we've had some fun, man. We we stopped. And we were in France, you know, neither one of us spoke the language, but not by now. My wife was, you know, four or five months pregnant. So we, you know, stopped in at a hospital one day somewhere and mimed, you know, we have a, a test, an ultrasound and, you know, uh, so it was great. Uh, yeah, we look back fondly on all these adventures and, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, no wonder. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like, a lifestyle of adventures, which is obviously a lot more fun to look back to than, you know, yeah, I worked for 30 years in this office. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Absolutely. So you've kind of done both. You've done the cruising life and you've done, no, let's categorize this van life, bus life, you know, road tripping life. How do these two compare with you? I mean, they're both similar in the sense that you get to go and have amazing adventures, see new destinations and all that. But how would you compare them? Is there something you get with the other that you can't have with the, the other one? Yeah, I mean, van life and bold life are, you know, from they're from the same family, but they're two very different children. That's kind of how I think of it, you know. With boats, you just spend your time on the coasts. You know, you don't you don't see that much of a of a place. You know, you see the coasts, but as anyone knows, the coastal towns, you know, do not exactly define a country. You know, you, to really get to know a place, you have to travel inland, and that's that's where the van life excels. You know, I don't know. It, I love them both. The sea kind of always draws me back. It's like my true love, I guess. It's more. I guess I view it more as more of an adventure, um, just because there is that. You get your own space, you know, you're out on the ocean, you can anchor out and just, you know, you're in a country, you're in a town, but you're anchored out and it's almost like your own, your own island, you know, you can choose to just be there on that boat, living your own life, doing your own thing for as long as you want, or you can go ashore and, you know, do that as well. But van life is, is great too, but I mean, you get, you get to see so much. It, van life is great. It's, you know, you, you see more, you get, I think you get immersed a little more in the cultures just because you really are just, you always have people around you, you know, like no matter where you're camping or where you are, there's going to be somebody like peeking around, like, who are these people? <laughs> what are they doing? You know? Um, so that, that's kind of nice too. Definitely has its place. It's also, you know, I think it's, it can be less expensive. Uh, it's definitely less expensive to get started. You know, you can obviously buy a van and get going a lot cheaper than you can uh, a boat. So there's that, you know, um, and then it's just kind of easier too. Um, I think van life in general is easier just because, you know, when things do go wrong and as they inevitably do, you know, at least you're just, you're on the side of a road, you know, it's not like you're, if an engine blows up uh, or whatever, you know, like you're just on the side of the road. You're not, you know, floating around in the ocean going, okay, like how am I going to solve this and get me back to shore? You know? So in that regard, it can be, 
the easier. It's definitely more accessible to, you know, to just anybody wanting to do it. It's definitely more accessible that way than it is, than voting is. Overall, I think they're both great and I encourage both of them equally and, you know, whatever people want to do. I just, I, I think they're both great ways to see the world and have, have fun and have adventures. So. And at least, you know, with van life, you don't have to worry about the weather quite as much. <laughs> That's such a big one. Even and then in van life, too, like when we did see weather, like was going to be kind of crappy in one area for a couple of days, we'll just be like, oh, let's just drive 300 miles north today and then we'll miss that completely. And it'll be nice, you know, <laughs> whatever, you know, but but also, yeah, when you get stuck in like a whatever, just really bad weather, who cares? You just hunker down inside and it's not going to blow you over and <laughs> blow you ashore you know exactly uh, exactly yeah. you can still sleep quite well don't have to worry about dragging anchor <laughs> all these things gosh i think i'm talking myself into van life now <laughs> yeah it's easy to do yeah yeah, yeah. How, how long was that trip uh from alaska to argentina how long did you spend on that Let her drive. <laughs> yeah, we spent uh, 500 nights uh, sleeping in that in that van. Yeah, like going on two years of just of just traveling in that. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good chunk of time to see essentially two continents. So that's fantastic, and there's so many different countries along the way. Yeah, we would we would have kept going if if the baby hadn't come along. Uh, you know, we, obviously we could have done a baby in a VW bus, but that would have been a little more extreme than we were looking for. We need, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we 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 really enjoyed it. I mean, we were we were happy. We didn't even we didn't have a way to cook or anything. We just ate locally. You know, wherever we were, we just ate street food and whatever, and and just lived really really simply and just took off on all the dirt roads you know wherever it was even before like google maps and stuff i mean we didn't use anything we just had like one big paper map of, of south america just one map like literally a national geographic map and we just would follow it you know like oh this road goes up into the mountain here let's go see what what's at the end of it you know it was really it was fun uh, sometimes i miss the days of uh of less internet you know because it's These days, it's like, if you want to research a place, you can just research it to death, you know, <laughs> like you can take all the fun out of uh, finding a new place, you know, um, everything can end up so structured, because you've mapped it out, and you're going to go from here to here and do this and that, you know, instead of just going where the wind takes you kind of, you know, <laughs> like when there's two roads, you know, take the take the dirtier, bumpier one, and it'll probably end up somewhere cooler. So those days have, dis those days have disappeared a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's up to the person too, and what, what kind of person they are and what they're looking for. So I suppose you can still choose plenty of adventure. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and speaking of adventure, you are now in Aruba, uh, yet on a different kind of a boat. So How is your life looking right now? And do tell me about your boat, because I know it's a trawler. So now you've gone from a catamaran to monohull to a trawler. So <laughs> well, what were your reasons for that? <laughs> it's fun. I, like I said, I just love I just love doing new things and just having new adventures. And so part of it was just like, I didn't want to do the same thing again. Like, let's try a third type of boat, you know, <laughs> like, let's just do that. Um, but another thing was just like, we knew going into this decision that we wanted to just cruise the Caribbean and the Caribbean's not a big place. Like, I mean, it seems like it to people that aren't cruisers, I guess. Um, but basically in the Caribbean, you can go just about anywhere, like in under maybe 400 miles. Like you can 
you can go from island to island and you'll never really have anything more than maybe 400 miles of open ocean. So, you know, to us, 400 miles, because we're so experienced after so many years, it's just like, oh, that's nothing. Like, whatever, that's a day trip. Um, so we knew since we weren't crossing oceans, like if you're going across the Atlantic or Pacific, obviously you want a sailboat. You need a, you need a sailboat. Um, but when you're only going a couple 400 miles in the Caribbean and maybe an entire year, we might only do a thousand miles, or maybe 1500 miles total. You know, it just made sense. I don't know. The trawler that we're on a Grand Banks, a 42 Grand Banks. And it's just a, uh, it's a world renowned brand. It's, you know, it's been around forever. They're super solid boats. They've got these great engines, uh, two engines, and we have stabilizers on it. So it, rides through the ocean like a catamaran that just makes these very small even in you know big waves it just makes these small movements and we just love this boat so it's been a fantastic platform for for the caribbean and it's a great great platform for uh, raising a family i mean there's plenty of space you know there's just on, the, on a trawler like this there's just so much more space on a 42 foot boat versus a 42 foot monohull because you just don't have you don't have the mast. You don't have all that rigging. You don't have all this stuff in the way you know, that that sailboats need. You know, it's just they're just big open spaces and they're comfortable. And I don't know. I could go on and on. I just I really enjoy this boat. It's perfect for what it does. Um, but again, like if I decide to sail around the world a, a second time, I'll be back to hoisting a sail. So <laughs> I'm open to that as well. I'm glad that we've done all three now and have the experience in all of them. And to me, it's about choosing the right boat for the adventure that you're on, knowing what you're setting out to do ahead of time. You know, it's you could buy the wrong boat. I mean, we could have, we wouldn't have needed a sailboat for the, for the Caribbean, and that would have been for us. It would have been the wrong boat. It would have been the wrong choice for this trip. I think. Anyways, if you know what you want to do, you know where you want to go, then you can choose the boat based more on that decision. I think that works out better in the long run. Makes everybody happier. Yeah, no, that's a really good point too. And then obviously, you know, you've chosen that boat to suit your lifestyle now. So that is also your base for doing, you know, uh, your blogging because you are still actively blogging, which is pretty darn amazing after almost two decades. Because, you know, I, I started to look at your blog and I was like, wow, okay, this, this goes back quite some time. But now you also have, you know, the business side of uh, things with the Wonder Financial that you run from there. So maybe just as a bit of an overview as we wrap up. So where can people go to learn more and connect with you? They can check me out at bumfuzzle.com. That's B-U-M-F-U-Z-Z-L-E.com. Bumfuzzle, by the way, means bewildered or confused. And that's what we had, uh, came up with, with our, for our first boat's name. Um, at the time, We that's kind of how we felt. And yeah, so it stuck with us. So. We've also been nicknamed the Bums, which is kind of nice. <laughs> so, yeah, so you can always check us out at bumfuzzle.com. That's, you know, like I, like you said, we've been blogging since the beginning. Um, it kind of became our, our nighttime routine. Like instead of, you know, I haven't had a TV in 20 years. So like instead of zoning out in front of a TV, you know, you go through your pictures and you write some stories and, and kind of keep track. And for us, it's just been this great resource because we just love to look back at our life and, and talk about the things we've done. And, you know, whenever somebody in the family is like, oh, where was that? You know, and you can look it up and you can actually see it. And it's so that's fun. So anyways, yeah, please uh, check us out there. That's always fun. Um, and then, yeah, I've got my business. It's called Wanderer Financial. So wanderfinancial.com. 
And yeah, we just, we've got, you know, just hundreds of people there, uh, lots of cruisers, lots of van lifers. We just got people that, you know, are looking to live this, um, you know, just more of a simple life, uh, traveling life. And it's, so it's a really cool community. Everybody's kind of come, I don't like actively market through other channels. Um, so people just kind of come to us organically through having known me at Bumfuzzle and known of our travels and they, you know, so, so everybody there kind of already has that, that outlook, you know, it's very much of the same mindset. People want that outdoor traveling adventurous life, you know, and that's what everybody there is striving for. And so everybody is very welcoming, very friendly, very helpful and, and trying to strive to get to that same place, you know, and that's, that's what we're working towards. So, oh, and by the way, I also, uh, we've got a, a coupon code. I created a coupon code called Liveaboard. Um, and that'll be 10% off for anybody listening to this podcast that wants to check it out. Come check us out. And I think you'll really enjoy it there. So that's fantastic. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for sharing all this insight into stock trading. I feel like I'm smarter already. And uh, also for all the inspiration, whether it's for van life or for boat life. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me. It was really fun to talk to you. And yeah, I mean, I just I love sharing our story. I, I mean, to me, it's amazing that it's 20 years in and that we just kept going and kept going. And, and we just love it so much that we just don't even think about any other lifestyle at this point. <laughs> like, this is it. We just love to travel, love to see new things. Um, and we know that uh, there's a lot of people like us out there that, that are striving and want to find that same thing. So we're trying to be those people that, that help them get there. Well, if that didn't inspire you to lead a simpler life and chase freedom and adventure, I don't know what will. I hope you enjoyed this episode about all sorts of traveling. I had a really fun time chatting with Pat. As always, thank you for listening. Next week, we are headed to French Polynesia, so stay tuned for that one. In the meantime, you can come say hi on Instagram or Facebook, or you can send me an email at hello at liveaboardsailingpodcast.com. Bye for now. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.